Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Passing Dimes. Really excited for today's guest. She grew up playing for the Thunder Volleyball Club in BC. She's a high school MVP on her way to helping her school win their first ever provincial championship at the York House School. Uh, she played for Team BC on both the beach and indoor. She's currently with UBC, and she's actually this summer spending her time with Team Canada Beach. Please welcome to the show, Akash Graywall. Akash, thanks for doing this. Hi, thank you for having me. So... You, you made your debut on Sharp Cuts, and it was awesome. So we're, we're here on Passing Dimes, hoping to get all those clicks and all, all your fans to, you know, watch this show as well. So uh, just to kind of build a timeline for maybe someone who's not familiar with your career, what else were you doing before volleyball? Because obviously you're, you're young, you're playing at UBC, you're on the national team for beach, but uh, I'm curious what else you were doing as a youngster before you got hooked on volleyball. Right, well, obviously volleyball always played a big role in my life, but before volleyball, I had always played many other sports like field hockey, soccer, basketball, uh, track and field, ultimate. I was pretty much on every school team my my school had to offer. So that was always a blast. Beach volleyball, of course, that's a write-off. Nice. And when you joined Thunder Volleyball Club, what were some of your first impressions? Because I'm sure some of our listeners recognize Thunder and like Maverick Hatch has coached there. Uh, I think Seymour is a big part of that club. Like there's been some pretty good players come through there and some pretty good coaches. So what were some of your first uh, impressions when you joined club volleyball? Well, I was actually, I didn't really know club volleyball was a thing when I was in grade seven, but because all my friends are doing it and it seems like a great opportunity, I just kind of hopped on the bandwagon and joined the team. But I was really lucky to be with coaches that I knew somewhat about, like Ethan Thomas. He's actually now my assistant coach at UBC. So I got to make like really good connections with people that I didn't know would have such a lasting impact in my life later on. Nice. Nice. So was club really there to support your high school accomplishments as well? Like for you to win your MVP and to win your first provincial championship for your school at York house, like, did you feel like you gained a lot of confidence through club or like how many other club athletes did your school team have? My school was very fortunate that way. I think I would say about 90% of my school team had club athletes on it. So we had a lot of extensive training before even coming into the season. Yeah, so club definitely had a big role in developing our team and making us ready for the school season. But when it came to actually training, it was really the commitment that everybody had towards our team that helped us be so successful later on in the season. So elaborate on that, because me being an Ontario guy, I understand your schedule a little bit different where in Ontario and some other provinces, club and high school overlaps. But I think out West, you guys have your high school season before club even starts their tryouts, right? Right. So we have school season in the first uh, term of school and then club season in the second and bleeds into the third term a little bit as well. Nice. So when you say you guys really committed to the team, what does that mean? Like, were you training like four or five days a week? Like how many tournaments did your school team go to? Like does school ball almost feel like club ball with how busy you are. I would say that school volleyball was more of a commitment than club volleyball was for us. Uh, with my school team, we would actually train four times a week. And then we would have games one, one of those days and then tournaments alternating almost every second weekend, I would say. With club volleyball, it was a little bit different where we would have um, training two days a week, which is a lot less for people who are really looking to get into it. And then tournaments here and there, like biweekly, monthly, depending on how it went that month. Nice. And was that something you guys talked about when you won provincials? Like this was going to be a huge deal. It's the first one in your school's history. Like, was that uh, maybe like an outside uh, encouragement for you guys to take that down and what a big deal it was going to be for your school? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, volleyball was something that our school had come close to in past years, but never really came first, like second 
I think they came second one year, but never before had they reached that that success. Nice. So switching gears from school ball to club ball, how soon afterwards are tryouts? And like, do you know, do you have to try out for a few clubs? Or do you know you're always going to be with Thunder? Like, uh, it just seems so fascinating to me that uh, provinces do it differently. So I'm curious, you win provincials, like, do you have tryouts the next weekend? Like, how does it work? Pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty much the next weekend you have the tryouts and then you start training with that team. But there's never a guarantee. Every year you have to try out for that club, um, see where you land. And not everybody makes it every year. Some people don't make it one year and then make it the next year. So it's it's all up in the air. You just try your best and see where you, where you land. And is that ever talked about with your club coaches that you might be uh, at, at the risk of saying like behind another province? Cause they, for example, you guys are starting your competitions probably in January where Ontario's kind of starting in the fall even, and then kind of busy throughout the winter. Like I, I'm guessing in Ontario, we probably get three, if not more competitions in as a club team before you guys start. So is that something that you guys are kind of pressured to get more competitions in, or there's a little bit of urgency before nationals? We train at our own pace, I guess. Like we're all aware of the fact that Ontario has an upper edge on us that way. But I think we just use the time we do have together and make it count in the ways we can. But yeah, there's definitely a different level of commitment in BC than there is in Ontario. So with you doing so well at club ball and school ball, obviously, uh, when did you know that post-secondary could be a serious option for you? Oh gosh, that was a little bit different for me. I didn't know for sure that I wanted to play indoor until my grade 11 year, I would say, like somewhere near the beginning of the school year. It was when I thought, okay, well, I'm really enjoying this. This is what I want to do. And that's when I put all my eggs into that basket. So when you say indoor, does that mean you were uh, considering going to the NCAA and trying to try for like a beach scholarship? I never truly considered beach, to be honest. I think there was one short period in my there's one short period where I was considering it, but for me, staying in Canada was important to me and I knew I wanted to play indoors. So it made more sense for me to um, look for schools in Canada. Nice. And and I know because you are a UBC athlete, like it's revisionist history at this point, but uh, if it's not too personal sharing, what other schools were you considering before you selected UBC? Other schools? Oh gosh. Well, there was a couple SFU, of course, um, Waterloo, Ottawa, a couple others on the East coast. Yeah. Interesting. So I, I, sorry, I just kind of jumped to an assumption there and thought like you're a Vancouver girl, UBC is a great school. Like you wanted to go there, but you seriously considered either playing in the OUA or the AUS. I did consider it, but like deep down in my heart, I knew UBC was where (laughs) I always wanted to go, but obviously you have to like cast your net wide and see where you land. Did you end up going on any official visits? I did. I did. Yes. And we couldn't get you to leave BCA. Nice. So joining a program like UBC, I'm curious, I I know COVID kind of paused things there, but like what a program that's been with Doug Reimer as the coach. But I mean, you, you look back and like, uh, Kara Van Rijk was just there, uh, Kyla Ritchie, Shanice, like Elizabeth Cordoni, like the list goes on and on about how many good players have come through that program. Is that something you were aware of? Or you were kind of looking short term about like, who's there now? Who's coaching there now? Like, what were some of the decisions that put UBC over the top for you? Well, there was definitely like a plethora of aspects, but considering past players and even current players on the team and the coaching dynamic, what the school had to offer, everything kind of played a role in like my final decision and knowing that that was the best place for me to go. So I'm trying to find the timeline of your age. So I think COVID probably affected your club career more than your university career, but with the U sports and especially the Canada West, like what was the feeling like when you knew the schedule was official? Like, I know you're going to have to stay in province, but what was the feeling and vibe just around the team room about like you guys were going to get an official competition, uh, full schedule this year. 
Well, it, even then it wasn't really a full schedule. I mean, we did get to play in games, but we our games only took place every second week, which means we still haven't had an actual full season <laughs> until this September, this upcoming September, when I'm really hoping it's going to take place, but it is planning to, so we shall see. <laughs> Now, is that a different feeling? Because I think one of the strengths of Canada West is you play double headers and you play good teams like every single weekend. It feels like, like, was there a bit of a lull kind of firing up for this game? And then you get like a week off and then you go to the next one. Like, how was the engagement level in terms of like practice and game planning? With our team, I would say it, it almost became a norm for us. Like once you designate something into a routine, you commit to that routine and then you kind of ride it like a wave and play it as you can because obviously everyone's dealt with different cards. So I'd see our team did really well that way. Everybody committed their time to that practice. And whether it was an hour and a half or two hours that day, we put what we could into that practice to see where we could develop for whether it was the next week coming or two weeks later. So it was definitely challenging, but we knew the end was in sight and had those same goals. Now I'm curious to get your perspective as an athlete. Cause I think it's always fascinating where um, say on night one, you lose to Trinity three, one, but you come back the next night and you beat them at five or vice versa. Maybe you play Thompson rivers and you lose in five, but then you sweep them the next night. Like how are you guys making adjustments between one game to the next when Like literally you have a, a night to go back to the hotel room, eat, kind of get ready. And then you kind of have the morning to plan for it before you play them again. Uh, a lot of video time. I would say our team really prioritizes that. And that really helped us on the court to be able to just sit down and see it as a team and talk it through as a team to see, okay, what happened on our side, what happened on theirs and like, how can we improve and be ready for what we know their tendencies are that really helped us. Now, is that something you get fired up as an athlete? Cause I'm sure you guys go in with a plan, but then you see specifically how they want to play against you guys and how they are across the net. Like it, it just must feel like there's, there's constant like cat and mouse adjustments going on. For sure. I mean, it definitely does feel that way at times, but when you do go in like as a team knowing having like a rough outline, like obviously you can't, you can't know everything, but if you have a foundation and a good understanding of what the players do and what they're going to be bringing to that game, it definitely helped us bring back certain games. Now, Garrett and I were a little critical of the Canada West format before it came out, but once it happened, I was hooked. I was clicking on the website, trying to figure out who was playing who and who beat who. So with the the modified schedule that you had for the regular season, like how did you first respond when you saw what the playoff format was going to be with like mini pools and then you kind of graduate to the next pool and then eventually we get it down to like a final four? Like uh, as an athlete, how did you feel about like the the power pools or lack of a better term of the playoff model this year? Right. Well, you got to remember, I was a rookie coming into it. So it's all I'd ever known. <laughs> so for me, <laughs> if this is how it's going, that's how I had to be ready. And that's what I what I had to see. So there was nothing I could really compare it to, to bring in my own perspective, <laughs> my own ideas and how it should or shouldn't be. So with you guys playing a team like Alberta in Alberta for like the, the first round of Canada West, is that something the coaches address about like, there's going to be a big crowd. It's going to be like a pretty intense match. Like, is that something you plan for? Or is it mostly just technical tactical when you guys are doing game prep? No, it's definitely like all of the aspects we talk about, like mental, physical. It's not just, we don't just focus on the volleyball because volleyball is so much bigger than just the sport. It's way more than just the physical side of the game. Uh, so as you mentioned, you were a first year on the team this year. So what are you looking forward to next year going back to UBC? Like, did a lot of people graduate? Like, obviously, you're looking forward to being a little bit more experienced. Like, what can we kind of expect from UBC next year? 
for next year. Well, I know our training will be regimented in the same way. So that I'm really looking forward to. Like we have a really good development program. So I know whether it's like on an individual or team base, we're all going to be moving forward in the right direction. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, we're going to be focusing a lot more on like team bonding too, and like being more cohesive as a team. And that will be something that'll play an instrumental role in our success, which I'm excited to see as well. So those are the two things that I'm most excited to see where, where what we'll do with it and how we'll progress as a team. So when you say things are individualized, like, does that mean they work around the class schedule? Like I imagine you have a team session, um, every day probably, but is there a chance for you to be an outside hitter and say, I want to go in and pass the balls or I want to work for 40 minutes on this? Like, is that something that UBC is able to support with your coaching staff? Uh, yeah, in certain ways. Yes. Um, our coaches are really supportive that way that if you wanted to have that conversation, they're definitely open to it. Um, I wouldn't say that it happens every week, but if you wanted to have that opportunity, it's always there. And when you say the team building, is that probably something that uh, may have got overlooked during like the last few COVID seasons where we were limited about how many people could be here in somebody's personal space? Like, is, is that a layer to being on a team that we probably missed out on just because you guys weren't able to have, I, I don't know, a team party or team building or any type of like group activities, right? Yeah, we, it definitely was like hindered by the fact that COVID took over everybody's life, but we did put in the effort in the ways we could like team zoom calls or online chats, things like that. There was definitely a dynamic, but obviously COVID took that away in so many ways that you can't bring back. So that will be something that next year will be a lot better. Nice. <laughs> in certain ways. So your first season of U sport ends and you make the decision to come to Toronto and try out for the beach national team. What led to that decision? I was actually carded last summer uh, on the provincial level, I guess, from my performance at provincials. So that was super exciting. And then when I got the email saying, hey, like, want to try out for this team? You get this, this and this. This is the opportunity you have. I was like, I might as well. Why not see where I land? I mean, there's nothing you lose from trying out and putting yourself out there. And because I did, I was lucky enough to get a spot. And that, yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> nice. So to make the provincial team in BC, uh, did I hear that correctly? Like you guys are performance-based, like you did well enough at a certain tournament to get it? Or is there like a tryout attached to it as well? To be carded? Yeah. It was well, you played for Team BC and then they selected certain players that way. Oh, okay. I see. So how did that prepare you for the national team? Because uh, obviously we make jokes on the show every once in a while that Ontario is so different from BC and all that stuff. But uh, with BC having side out beach club and Thunder's got a good club and there's so many opportunities to play every weekend. Like, did you feel that you were ready to try out for an event where arguably I I'd say the majority of the athletes at that tryout were probably playing beach year round with their NCAA programs, right? Uh, did I feel ready? No, <laughs> I did not feel ready at all. Um, I'd been playing indoor for the whole season, obviously at UBC. And then summer came around the corner and I started going to the beach and playing with some friends and seeing how that went. But I was really lucky that there was people at the beach that I knew that were very committed to it as well. And I was able to play with them here and there and get as many reps as I could before coming to the tryout. So that worked in my favor. But the summer before when I played for Team BC, uh, Maverick Hatch was our head coach. And he did a phenomenal job of like providing us with great coaching opportunities and really getting into like the technical aspect of the game, which was often overlooked by a player who, like me, just goes to the beach to have fun kind of thing. So the year before, the summer before, definitely helped prepare me for the tryouts in certain ways. But the fact that there was a year gap, or almost a year gap, not a full year, uh, before the tryouts definitely 
made me feel like I was a, a big disadvantage than other girls coming to the tryout. For sure. And we've had Maverick on the show. I would even say he's a friend of the show. So I'm curious to get your thoughts. Uh, obviously, a lot of our listeners would recognize him as being a very good player. So what stands out in your mind for him be to make the jump and become a very good coach? What stands out? Oh, I mean, first of all, Maverick is just a phenomenal person. <laughs> so he, his coaching style is as well. He puts a lot of thought and effort into it. And I know like he's committed to me as a player, but like not even just a player, but also like as an individual to helping me progress my play. So when we do spend time on the court, I always learn something new from him, which is very valuable for someone like me. Awesome. And did you have a chance to speak to him before you tried out? Um, not before the tryout, but when I decided, actually, yes, I did. Like we were texting here and there before the tryout. <laughs> talking about it I let him know I was coming he's like that's so great give me updates you know he was like completely on my side rooting for me the whole way nice nice so I, I am curious you get the announcement that you're going to be a part of the national team like the summer next gen program uh just for our listeners to understand uh how much time did you have to reorganize your life and move to Toronto oh gosh I'm not sure the exact time was it it felt about a week is that right I, I think we gave you guys a week where I think the trial was May 13th to 15th and we asked you to report after the long weekend so yeah roughly about a week <laughs> about a week yeah about a week to make the decision to move across the country find a place to live see what I was gonna do but yeah about a week <laughs> it was not easy yeah, so what went into that process? Like, uh, obviously, anyone who's listened to the Sharp Cuts episode, uh, spoiler alert, we know that you live in Sophie Bukovic's basement, but uh, I'm curious how the logistics came together about, like, where do we train? How are you going to get to the beach? Where are you going to live? Like, uh, how did that all come together for you? It didn't, honestly. It was very hard. Um, I had, obviously, like, I have the best mom, so she was my biggest supporter in finding, how okay, how I'm going to travel here, where I'm going to stay, what I'm going to do. But even then we couldn't find anywhere to live. And at the last minute, uh, we found, we got in contact with Sophie and she was able to offer us her basement and we've been staying here ever since. But other than that, I don't think we would have been able to find a place to live. Even now, we're still still thinking about next year, thinking how we're going to do it. Yeah, it just, wasn't an easy thing. Just for our listeners who are saying, why would we do that? Well, one, we're giving you four months of carding and you got to take most of May off. So, I mean, that's the maybe the pessimist side of me. But two, we're burning daylight. We had to get started eventually. The summer is only so long in Canada. So, and we had to wait for exams and all that other stuff. So, yeah, it was kind of a shotgun start for everybody, but I'm glad you were able to make it work. So, uh, now that you are with the national team, it is an exciting time because uh, as we're recording this, like you're going to go to Calgary, then you're going to go to Van Open. So, how excited are you for you to not only head back out west, but to get a chance to compete a little bit more? I'm really excited. A lot of our tournaments have been canceled, which has been a bummer um, in Ontario. But to be able to just play against players who are going to like see where everybody's at, see where that level really is, is going to be really exciting. Yeah. And there seems to be a big prize pool, too, even though the original tournament was canceled. Definitely, definitely. And I am curious, uh, some people might say like, oh, you're playing with Anya, you're both BC athletes, that makes a lot of sense. But uh, I'm curious, was that something you guys had discussed before tryouts? Or when you both made the team, you decided like that was your best option? Yeah, no, we both actually didn't know each other were trying out, which is really funny. But then when we got to the tryout, we we saw each other there. And that was really exciting. And uh, once we both made the team, it was like, it just made sense. Like, why not play with somebody, you know, someone, you know, you you're going to find success with. So I was really lucky that Anya was there. And we get to train together now. And was there any feeling out there about like, who's going to play left side? Who's going to play right side? Like, what if you want to block? What if she wants to block? Like, what were some of the early conversations with a new partner? 
Yeah. Um, well, Anya's a full-time blocker, so that was easy. And I love to run, so why not be a defender, right? So that worked <laughs> out for us. And then in terms of left side, right side, I prefer left over right, but I also play right. and She's kind of the same. So it's really not hard for us to figure that all out. So with you being a Team BC athlete, I'm curious, how much time have you spent around the Vancouver Open? And have you ever played in the adult division before? Okay, I played I played in the Van Open last year, and I ended up coming fifth. Nice. So looking forward to this year, uh, obviously, I, it's been hyped up as probably the best event in Canada. Like, what are you looking forward to in terms of how many people are there? They have a beer garden, they have a stadium, they have like Sophie and Brandy are playing in it. Like, what are you looking forward to about like, not only playing in front of family and friends, but also in the best event? Well, playing against the best people is what, I'm, is what I'm really excited about, seeing everybody there. I know a lot of people I know, too, because obviously I'm from Vancouver. Um, that will be really exciting. But even just the environment of kits will be a great place to be. <laughs> so what makes kits so special in your mind? Like, obviously, that's your home beach and you got to train there uh, with Side Out and Thunder and you've played a bunch of tournaments there. So what makes the kits community so special? What makes kits so special? I would say, like, the people. That's a write-off, like you said, but there's even, you'll always find somebody there. Like if you want to play pickup, there's always going to be someone you can play with there. But even just the natural beauty of kits is something that always like awes me whenever I go there. So as we go through the season, obviously like your, your full-time beach, but uh, unlike some of your other teammates who are just going to go on to their NCAA team and keep playing beach, uh, what are some of the challenges or what are some things you're looking forward to about taking all the skills that you've acquired back to the indoor side? I think in, in a lot of ways, that's actually going to come to my advantage. And I don't think a lot of people can say they've been practicing cut shots all summer long. And hopefully that's something I can bring indoor as well. And even just like passing in general, but like you don't get more passing reps compared to indoor to beach. So that's something that's definitely going to help me elevate my game in a way, at least I'm hoping. And does the switch in season kind of give you like a little bit of a mental break? Like, yes, you're playing volleyball year round, but does it help to go from like an indoor where you're a team environment? Now you're with a partner and it's just kind of like a relationship. Like, is that something as an athlete that you look forward to just the change of season? Oh, for sure. Yes. Like uh, too much of anything isn't good. Right. And if like I'm, someone like me is lucky enough to be able to play indoor for the whole school year and like really enjoy that, but then switch to a beach season where you get if not more playtime and more experience, it just makes sense to, to go back and forth for me. Yeah. And I know there is a, a lot of overlap. Like obviously it is the same sport and the skills are pretty similar, just kind of different execution, like passing straight versus passing with spot or whatever it could be. But uh, is there anything unique about beach that like you get really fired up about? Like, I know you mentioned like cut shots. Are you big into hitting like jumbos? Are you big into hitting two balls? Like, is there just something about the beach game that really gets you excited? Okay, don't tell my opponents, but <laughs> I do love I love two balls. Like that is that is my thing. If I can if like why hit three times when you can get it over in two? So you can't do that in, in indoor. In indoor, the setter would just get so mad at you if you even tried that. So that's one of my favorite things about the beach right now. That is a good philosophy. I'm curious if you'll ever go like the Laura Ludwig style or even coach Heather Bansley does a lot of credit of, of just going over on one. I don't know if that's going to be in your toolbox by the end of the summer, but if you're kind of bored with three contacts, maybe you should try one eventually. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes, but if I'm able to hit the ball on the first contact, then I, I'll be all over it. I think when you're back in Kids Beach, you should ask Seymour just for a quick lesson because I feel like the guys at Kids Beach playing those clivers, there's a few guys who can put the ball over on one. Oh, for sure. Yes. <laughs> Seymour is actually probably one of the best ones at it too. 
and he's probably cheering the whole way while he does it. But anyways, <laughs> back to you. So you're, you're going to play Calgary, you're going to play Van Open. And then uh, how much time are you spending out West before you come back to Ontario? Because obviously that's where nationals are going to be hosted. Like what else are you looking forward to just with your competition schedule this summer? Um, for other tournaments, well, I'm coming back for nationals here, which will be really exciting. And then we'll also be playing in like the OVA Provincial Championships, which will be, I think, just two weeks later after the Van Open. Yes, two weeks later. So it goes to um, BC Provincials, and then two weeks later, we'll have the OVA Provincial Championships, and then Nationals will be the week later. And then after that, I'm back to indoor. Yeah, when you explain it like that, does it feel like the summer is going really fast? Way too fast. I, I can't believe it's already coming to an end pretty soon. Well, not soon, but sooner than I want it to be. <laughs> and what have you enjoyed about being part of the Summer Next Gen team? Because uh, Garrett was fascinated to learn that you had uh, 14 athletes in your group and obviously the balance of team within teams. I'm, I'm just curious what the dynamic is and how it's like being in, in such a large group, but such a competitive group too. Hmm. Um, I would say it's definitely challenging, which is good because it pushes people like me to like be the best version of themselves that they can be. Um, it's a commitment. So you have to be disciplined. I've, if there's something I've learned from this program is that discipline is key <laughs> to, if you even, if you want to strive for success, you need to be disciplined. And I've learned that through Adriana's coaching, which has been really great. Yeah. I, I'm curious if you could expand on that. Like what are some examples or some lessons that you've learned, whether it's like, do you keep a journal? Do you just try to watch video? Like how are you keeping your focus? Because uh, it, it, it is a short season, but it's also like a long season in terms of like how repetitive it can feel sometimes. So how do you stay focused or like on the task? Um, I like to keep myself in like a similar routine every day. So I have like the same, like come here, go there come home, like go through this. Uh, watching video has really helped. We record all of our practices. So if there's like a day where I feel like, oh gosh, like this wasn't going well. For example, two days ago, my passing wasn't what I wanted to be, was, wasn't what I wanted it to be. Uh, I was able to go back and like watch that and see, okay, why wasn't that working for me? How can I fix this? And um, being able to see it on the screen made it so much more simple for me. So that's been really helping having access to the video. And then like following proper nutrition has been really helpful as well with like our commutes to CSIO and like packing those right, the right food has been a big part of it as well. Nice. Yeah, definitely some good tips there. So this has been awesome. So you've made your debut on Sharp Cuts. We just learned about a little bit more about your journey and your timeline there. So uh, before we let you go, one of our themes of the show is just to tell a funny or unique story. So something that volleyball has kind of provided you that maybe you wouldn't have experienced if you weren't such a high level volleyball player. Um, well, something I wouldn't have experienced without volleyball was the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to travel to the exact center of BC. Um, I don't know, not a lot of people can say that, but like, can you guess where that is? <laughs> I can't. I, I would not be doing them respect to even shout out some names right now. I have no idea. <laughs> well, that's Vanderhoof. Have you ever been there? No? <laughs> no, and I've never even heard of it. G give me and the listeners a little bit of impression. Like, what is the population? population not big that that, that is <laughs> as detailed as i'm going to make it but it was such a big tournament our high school provincials was such a big tournament that i got to meet the mayor of vanderhoof which was pretty exciting <laughs> that's for sure exciting like i feel sometimes being in toronto like events just kind of pass us by because there's so much going on where you guys were the talk of the town for a provincial championship oh yeah for sure so that was pretty pretty cool Maybe they'll have you back after you win Beach Nationals and you can say, like, I remember you guys and you can make like this big speech down the, I'm guessing, Main Street. Like, I feel, is it a town? Is it a village? 
town, I would call it. Yeah, town. Interesting. I'm going to look this up. I don't know if I'll ever go, but I'm going to look this up. Right. Well, if I'm ever back in Vanderhoof, hopefully I'll see you there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been awesome. Thanks so much for sharing all that you did and letting us in a little bit behind the scenes and and best of luck as you head into Calgary, Van Open, Nationals. Yeah, where it feels like summer's almost over, but you still have so much to do. So good luck and thanks again for joining us. Thank you.